This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. We're two friends finally doing something about our obsession with cars. We're probably not doing it well, but it should be fun, and we might actually learn something along the way. I'm Dave. And I'm Ian. And this is our show. Ian? Hello, Dave. How are you doing, buddy? I'm great. I'm great. You know what? I'm excellent. Are you? Yes, because it is my favorite time of the millennium. <laughs> <laughs> is that Will I Am's Millennium? Uh, Will Smith's <laughs> Millennium. Come on, the Millennium. What's the, the Millennium? Wo- the winner was uh, that was the uh, song from something. I don't know. Whatever. Wild Wild West. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It was <laughs> stupid. I don't even know why I said that. Um, but no, it is a good time of. It's not the year because the Olympics, the Winter Olympics, are happening. They are. Yes, they are. Okay, all right. Uh, it's everyone's least favorite Olympics, <laughs> except for mine, because it gives me the opportunity that I get once every four years uh-huh. to talk about my former sport. Yeah, your former sport. Yeah. Ski-jumping. Ski, the ski-jump. Uh-huh, ski-jumping. And uh, you, you come from a long line of ski-jumpers. Correct. Yes, you've actually flown through the air. Yeah. On skis. Poorly. <laughs> I was pretty bad at it. Pretty bad at it. But... Okay. Um. Yeah. It's it's fun. I get to actually like because I like uh I'll see people on Twitter like asking questions about it and I'm like oh well I actually I know that, that could be helpful. I, I saw one of your two tweets where you were talking about the line. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 There's the whole thing with the wh- where the lines are and I, I have to fix else. your headphone cable. It's bothering me. What's wrong with there's it? There's like a curl in it. And I'm fixing it live on the show. Why? There we go. Hi. I'm back. Because ADD brain was transfixed on your s- headphone cable. Let me fix it. Yeah. Well, there's a dollar. We'll okay. get to that later. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah. So so you can talk about ski jumping. Yeah. I get to talk about uh, ski jumping. Uh-huh. And, um, and, you know, I think a lot of people just think of it as, as like this crazy thing that like you just like shove kids down a <laughs> massive olympic size ski jump and this is not how it happens you, <laughs> you start with a little bump and okay you, you go up from there okay um and i'm gonna come back to that thought oh okay uh-huh when we talk about our other big talk about in a minute oh sure um but um yeah so if you have ski questions about ski jumping uh-huh hit me up on twitter <laughs> i'm excited to talk about it yeah we have a car show i know <laughs> but but it ski- does bring me so go, go ahead well i i was just gonna say real quick ski jumping like i don't watch any winter olympics but ski ski jumping is easily the most bananas thing you can watch on on tv it's a person flying through the air like yeah i think it's pretty yeah, crazy yeah and you know what the winter olympics are great like uh the the downhill racing is uh-huh is super crazy. They do right. like ninety miles an hour. Um, skeleton is right. That's that shit. That's the one where awesome. they go on a luge face first. Face right? first. That's insane. And if they crash, awesome. like their suits will melt to their skin. Right. Yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> I really, 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 really do. Okay. Um. I love that. I love. Um. Uh. Obviously, the ski jumping. Right. Great. Some yeah. of the cross country races are are really crazy bonkers. Like there was one earlier today that was insane okay um the guy got knocked down and like and almost i think he almost won or won it, it, it was crazy okay drama on the cross-country ski course yeah yeah the, it's genuinely exciting racing sure sure yeah um, yeah but yeah i don't know I, I like the olympics right on yeah right on but it does bring me and i am gonna bring it back to cars uh mostly because i had to <laughs> car show <laughs> yeah I, i'm making you do this Ian. yeah yeah no i i'm gonna bring it back to cars okay um, 
with an FMK Cars. FMK Cars is a game that Ian and I play on the show. It's that classic game, Fuck, Mary Kill, but we put a little twist on it. We play it with cars instead of people because we're not horrible, awful people like a bunch of other people in the world, which we are not. We're nice. Okay, so we got that anyway, part. Let's keep going. F means you... <laughs> drive dr- it for a day. Hit it and quit it. M means you... Marry it. Put a ring on it. That's right. It's your new daily driver. K means you kill it. You just crush it. Die, can but, you die? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We got we got a lot to get through today. Okay. Let's, let's go. So this one is called Harder, Better, Faster, Synergier. <laughs> Daft Punk with 30 Rock, I yes. guess? Okay. All right. Go on. Olympics car tie-ins. Okay. Oh, okay. With a Winter Olympics twist. So okay. in this one, you're going to get, uh, and I gave you links already. Oh, okay. And I think they are not in order. Okay. So, so they're backwards. Flip those two. Okay. Be in right. order. No, no, the other way. The other way. The other way. Okay. All other right. Way. Yep. There okay. we go. There we go. Okay. okay. That's everybody's favorite part of the podcast is adjusting <laughs> browser tabs. Point at the uh. <laughs> point at the thing you can't see. Yeah, get off that one. Get off okay. that one. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So we're gonna go. So this one you're gonna get a car that was a a branding tie-in. Okay. To from a sponsor of the Olympics. Gotcha. Okay. It's a special edition that was done. Sure. And you're going to get a sport that you have to train for and then actually do. Okay. 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 All right. And it's more that you have to live with the training regimen. Right. Right. Yeah. So you have to attempt the sports. You don't have to right. be good at it. Right. I figured the training regimen and that commitment was the twist. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. So the first one. Okay. Is the 2012 Mini Cooper D London 2012 edition. And it's basically a uh, a Mini Cooper. Okay. To be fair, a really pretty cool graphics package. <laughs> like the, the, it's like the London supposed to be like the London the skyline London. or whatever. Okay, the, and then there's some stuff in the in the interior and everything, and it's like a limited edition. Okay, thing that they they did that they did. In, okay, in England, but they have like Union Jack stitching and stuff, uh-huh. which is pretty cool. Okay, all right, but the um, uh, what is the, my sport? Uh, the sport is skeleton. Oh, okay. So you have to train for skeleton. Uh Uh-huh. And you have to actually (laughs) do it. So... At least once. Is the training... We should pull up an image of skeleton. Is is the training of skeleton just holding a loaded gun in your mouth for four (laughs) hours a day? (laughs) Well, I'm guessing it's a ton of core. Uh Uh-huh. And then just... Right. Just tons and tons of, like, explosive... Uh, like training, shitting. right? Right, Pants exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, let's see here. Skeleton race. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Yeah, there, there we go. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, right. it looks. I think yeah. that's the coolest looking thing ever. I think it looks so much so cool. Okay. All right. Really so between me pretending I'm Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon when he. Uh, goes to his trailer at the end of every day and holds a loaded gun in his mouth <laughs> and doing tons of core and leg work, uh, which I I, I am I, I, core and legs. That's, you know, mm-hmm. basically waist down is where all my muscles are. Yeah. I mean, uh, you probably have my, to have some my, for... Yeah. The, it, well, the sleds are probably carbon fiber, so my little cycling T-Rex arms will do well. True. <laughs> True. Right. There you go. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So the next one. 1984. Oh, okay. Buick Century Olympia. What? Yeah. So. Oh, it's, Ian, it's why this. would I want a Buick Century? Well, you thank know. you, thank you, CarDriver.com for the image. Yeah, it was um, it was a, a a special thing that they did for the Los Angeles 
um, Olympics. Okay. And, um, you know, there's not a ton of special things about it, but it comes with a special hood ornament. (laughs) Fender, you get some badges, gold pinstriping. Okay. Trunk mounted luggage rack. Okay. Um, and some other uh, some uh, some logos on the interior for with the Olympic rings and stuff like that. I'm all about a trunk mounted luggage rack. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're a hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's my sport, bitches? <laughs> Your sport is uh huh curling. Oh, okay. All right. So I don't know if it's mandatory that you start drinking beer, but <laughs> it might be. Right. Right. But you know, not yeah. as not as much of a training regimen probably probably some uh some some core oh yeah yeah some balance stuff yeah but not a not a ton right right it's probably just like just hours and hours of muscle memory over and like just right that's probably something you but again like it's not an hours a day it's not required that you become good at this sport right right it's it's more that you have to have the training regimen of someone that would that is I, I i think given my my mental state like my like if you say like you have to train for something yeah i wouldn't be able to just blow it off i would i would like get obsessed with it and have to like and go yeah. all in on I it i feel like you would hate curling i don't think so really no i think it's really cool well i guess there's that spatial element yeah to it yeah, yeah you might like yeah. that yeah i just feel like you would think it was boring no i no I, I don't think so so there's this weird thing like that i have mentally that i learned um that i have uh when i was in welding class in college where like part of me could just kind of check out mm. and like i could lay down like really decent beads of weld yeah and i was like kind of half there half not you ever get that way? Like you're cutting like a really long line with a circular saw, you well, know, that never happens <laughs> <laughs> or, or like some kind of task like that. Right. Where it's yeah, like driving. It, it's one exact thing driving and you're halfway. <laughs> well, you're halfway in halfway out. You're yeah. very focused when you drive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. know. I don't it, know. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Yeah. And I wonder if I would be like that with the broom, you know, mm-hmm. when I was just like, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. I, I give it a try. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I, I'd have to deal with a Buick, Ian. Yeah. God damn it. All right. So the okay. next one. Uh-huh. So obviously none of, none of these cars are, have been great so far. Right. It's about to change. It is. 2014 Volkswagen Amarok Polar Expedition, which was a thing they did for the Sochi Olympics. Whoa. Yeah. Look at that. It's, okay. It's, Holy crap. Okay. It's pretty great. Yeah. No, it's that looks amazing. Great. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty boss, right? That, that looks fantastic. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think whenever you deal with a lifted vehicle, yeah. the smaller the vehicle that goes on a lift, mm-hmm. the better it is. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Yeah. Like a lifted Mini Cooper, lifted, I mean, that almost looks like a t- Tiguan. Yeah. Oh, um, it's the, it's the, uh, Amarok. Yeah. Amor- the, um, um, what do you call it? Pick up, pick them up truck. Oh, See, that's oh a roll bar yeah, it is. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Amarok is the is the pickup truck that Did we they do not get sell here. that here. Okay. No, no, I was no, going to no. say, yeah, no. Okay. Um, right. But yeah, they did that for the Sochi Olympics, which is perfect. I love that. I love that all the other like, um, you know, branding exercises, special editions for right. the Olympics are all just like you get some graphics, right? Maybe right. some stitching, right? From really, if we're going, maybe a some of them do like special wheels or right, whatever, right? But for the Russians, 
for the Russians. Yeah, yeah. You get this monstrosity. Uh huh. Yeah. Which, if you're listening to this and not watching it on on YouTube, you need to look this thing up. The Volkswagen yeah. Amarok Polar uh, Expedition from 2014. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so your twist is ski jumping. Okay. Also, I'm your coach. Okay. All right. And you tried to add you being my coach as a negative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't done it in 15 years and I wasn't good at it when I did it. What's the longest you've ever sailed through the air? Um, I think in practice I did uh, uh, probably like 65-ish meters. That's one time. insane. Yeah. But it was like on a... Um, and I always choked in the competitions. I was always okay. terrible in competition. Um, but that was on like a, a hill that was all slightly smaller, just slightly smaller than the normal hill in the Olympics. Okay. So okay. the normal hill in the Olympics is usually 90 meter, and I was on like an 85 meter. Okay. Yeah. So when you're when you're flying that far through the air, how what's the distance between you and the ground approximately it's like different with every hill right right but not that high usually right like, there were some hills that we that i jumped there was one hill that i jumped that was like the takeoff was like over 15 feet in the air okay um and it really like shot you out oh like, okay so you, so you had to catch <clears throat> up to the hill kind yeah of. okay um that hill was pretty wild but like a lot of them were like you're only a couple feet off the ground. Right. Yeah. I was wondering just how much you'd be fall like your trajectory would be following yeah, ground that was idea. not that far below you. Right. Okay. Yeah, but you're doing okay. like 60 miles an hour. Well, yeah, 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 obviously. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, not- answer the question, <laughs> sir. I'll ask the questions. Okay. Um, well, I think I'm going to have to kill the Buick um, because it's a Buick Century. And yeah, but it's the easiest training regimen of all of them. It is, but I kind of want to get into it, Ian. Okay, all I kinda, right. I, I kind of right. want to dive in. Okay, I thought I was going to tempt you with that. Mm, no, no. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then I think I will F the Mini Cooper. Oh. And Skeleton. Okay. And I will marry uh-huh. the Berserker VW yeah. and you being my ski jump coach. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what? So what is ski jumping like? A lot of squats and explosive core, yeah, explosive stuff, but like also yeah. just being absurdly skinny. True. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I don't really have. Yeah. Whatever. Well, I I carry a lot of weight in my legs. Yeah. yeah I mean that's fine, but yeah. you just gotta be super skinny. Yeah. Anyway. Just, anyway, just, so that was my excuse to bring up ski jumping. Will, on our- will it give me a chance to like when I like hit the air like go like this like, you know? No. I want to do that. You can't if you. you I want to be like the Rocketeer, Ian. (laughs) Can I have like a Art Deco helmet and just? Sure, you can have an Art Deco helmet. Okay, (laughs) deal. (laughs) So, which one? See, does that seem? Does ski jumping seem scarier, or does skeleton seem scarier? Skeleton seems scarier. Really? Yeah, I, I, I think. um, I think that's probably accurate. Yeah, I think. it's that thing where the closer you are to the ground, I think it, it seems faster and more terrifying. Right. Right. But I don't, do you have like a frame? I don't know. This is a question I always sure, had about skeleton. Sure. Like, 
I wonder if, if you have that much frame of reference for how fast you're going. True. Because you're just like looking at ice. Right, exactly. There's no like real markers to pick up on other than the turn. And you're so, but fo- then and I'm guessing you're so is, focused on right. what's in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've always wondered about that. Right? It's not yeah. like you're like dodging things. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Mario Kart. Right. It'd be it it would be like if like a racetrack was just painted like matte white and like right. and there was like no shadows or right. cracks to determine braking zones. Yeah. yeah. Right? I've always wondered that. Right. Anyway. Yeah. It'd be like driving in a whiteout almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. Um, yeah. I like that, Ian. I like that. Thank you. Um, let's see. What do you want to talk about, buddy? Um up to you. What do we okay. do next? So, well, first of all, I want to tell you thank you. I want to tell you thank you. Like a okay. legit thank you because I think you've been doing some really great work on the internet lately. On the internets. Yeah, on the internet. So, um, after we had our interview in episode 125 with Alanis King, uh, mm-hmm. 126, 125, something yeah. like that, um, uh, we talked about women in car culture um, a lot of the bullshit that women have to deal with um, being in car culture or the barriers for uh, basically anybody but an old fat white man getting into cars, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so since we had that interview, um, F1 came out and officially said yeah. that they would not have grid girls in the 2018 season and the internet lost its fucking mind. Yeah. And, and what you did was just go, you're a dick, you're a dick, you're a dick. Oh, here's why you're a dick. Here's why you're a dick. Here's irrefutable proof as to why you're a dick. And you just started fucking patrolling the internet and kicking ass and taking names. All right. Well, a couple of things. So first of all, I did not call anyone a dick. (laughs) Directly. Directly. But you pointed out a lot of dumb shit that people think. Well, because. Yeah. There was a lot of dumb yeah, shit around. Exactly. No. But also I just wanna I just wanna say like how perfectly team clear coat is it that we would yes. have an interview that we've been trying to get like yeah. kind of coordinate like how we were right. gonna uh, we were coordinating schedules and then we were yes. also, you know, kind of figuring trying to figure out how we could have this conversation right. about women in car culture. Right. Uh, with with a uh, a woman journalist. Yes. And we finally get it done, and then the biggest story in that arena happens 24 hours after we record the interview. But and before you go out of town, but before we are going to actually post the interview, yes. So yes. now we just look like morons. It's just, of course, we don't look like morons. Of Ian. course, of course, that was what was going to happen. People, people don't um, see the t- the timing of the events in yeah. history, but they see you calling out dumb shit on the internet. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, so the as far as calling out dumb shit on the internet, I really don't want to be the 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 person who uh, who who does that. <laughs> right. No. But because nobody likes them, uh, and also it's just you know I have other better things to do. True. But I felt like this the thing. Yeah the the response to it was so unbelievably unbelievably disappointing right yes yes and i just i like i felt like and and also i kept seeing um women getting kind of getting dragged yeah. by all these idiots who were who were upset about the decision and um and i didn't want to 
I didn't want them to feel like they were, you know, on their own because right. it, it, it kind of felt like it in a lot of areas that I was seeing, especially uh, we were kind of, we were starting to get more involved with drive tribe, drive tribe again a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> you know, they're mostly, it's mostly a British audience there. And I mean, the, the language and like the, the reaction to the, to the decision was just horrendous. Yeah. It was, it was really awful. bad. Yeah. It was really bad. People yeah. were really upset that the women that they felt that the women being used as objects that they felt they were entitled to were being taken away from them. Right. Right. And the, the thing that I kept telling people was that nobody owes you hot chicks. Like you were not owed. Right. The ability to look at things. Right. That right. Bring you pleasure. Like that's yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, and I don't, do you want to just go? Do you want to run through some of the arguments that I, people were were yes, going through? Yes, some of the rationalizations that yes, people had and yes. why they're all dumb. Yes, yeah. Let's hear it. Okay, so let's start with um, the the most prevalent one that that I kept seeing that drove me crazy bonkers. Okay, which was and this is uh, where my Venn diagram comes. Uh huh. Yes, where uh, people were saying. Um, that you were either uh, depriving the grid girls of their choice of, or, of job, yeah, or well, no, just just it was just saying like, um, uh, no, it was like a, a it was supposed to be like a gotcha thing for feminism to gotcha. be like, oh, you know, women can have cho- any choice that they want as long as it's not being a grid girl, right? Or the jobs thing. Oh, we're taking job now. You're taking jobs away from women, right? Um, or you know any any number of iterations of that basic line of reasoning. So that that was one major tree. So let's let's talk about that one first. Sure, sure. So that one is dumb because it kind of um, it it kind of is predicated on the idea that in the beginning there was F one and there were no grid girls, right? And Low, the 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 heads of F one, uh-huh. the benevolent men of F one, right, looked upon their front office only to find it littered with hungry and starving <laughs> and jobless women, uh-huh. who were all amazingly hot, <laughs> and they were begging, they were begging, uh-huh. please let us hold umbrellas, right, right. And they did give them jobs, right? They were so they were such wonderful benefactors, right? It right. was it was a benevolent yeah, benevolent. That was the word I was trying to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was all it was all in good good faith. It was right. a jobs program, right? Exactly. And now we've ended it because of political correctness, right? Right. right. And the, yeah. and and the thing is that that obviously that is everyone's main concern here, right? Which is why that's. All we we hear about from motoring enthusiasts, right, right, is uh, w- the women uh, is uh, female unemployment rate. Exactly, exactly. Just constantly. They, yeah, they won't stop harping on it. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's amazing, right? So the other one, <laughs> uh-huh. the other one uh, was basically like had a couple of different flavors to it, but it all kind of was like uh, talking about how it was either all about. Um, the fashion of the the yep. locality, or it was glamour, right? Just gla- just you know, very generalized glamour, right? Um, of F one, and again, I I am sympathetic to this one because 
Um, you know, my favorite part of every pre-race program, because I like to watch the sky coverage, which falls off the internet truck right. in my house. in front of your house on a thumb drive. Uh-huh. Um, but the internet truck drops that off, and uh-huh. I watch the pre-race shows. Right. And I have for years. Right. And I, my favorite part of every show has been when they spend, you know, it's usually about an hour and a half of coverage. They spend at least 45 minutes Covering the designers. Yes, exactly. Of the... The latest trends. Yeah. Right. Uh, for, you know, the, the uh-huh. girls' uh, yep. costumes. They, yep. they cover the designer. Yep. And then they, they go through an entire sartorial history of yes. the region. Yes, they do. Yeah. yeah. they all of, all of the relevant trends of the region, right? All of those vectors, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Basically fashion uh, um, anthropology. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Right? Uh-huh. So uh, that's that, such a great part of every race. <laughs> it's my favorite part. Spoiler alert: nobody's talked about that <laughs> shit ever. Right? Ever. And so that's that's why, like, when you when you think about, oh, why is this the first time that I'm hearing all these rationalizations? Is because they are rationalizations. Right. Right. It's those are the arguments yes. made by the people who know that saying, oh, but I like the hot girls. Right. I just want to stare at boobs. Right. They know that that is not acceptable to say. Right, right. And so they have to come up with another right. thing. And maybe they're trying to convince themselves as well or whatever it is, but that's what that's about. Right. And that is it. Right. Um, you know, the, it's just it's just really rich that that all of a sudden right that's now what they're we're concerned suddenly about. concerned about. Yeah. 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 Um, so I made a little Venn diagram yeah. to illustrate that point. I don't know. Do we have that? Yeah, I can pull it up do on Drive Tribe if you keep yapping. Sure. Yeah. Um, and the other thing too was um, what is the what's the other one uh, that was that was driving me crazy? Um, the other argument that I kept hearing. Uh, it wasn't. Um, there it is, right there. It wasn't like. Uh, I mean, I think you had a good discourse with our buddy Nick about uh, a good discussion with our buddy Nick about um, like what's the difference between uh, grid girls and cheerleaders. Right. Yeah, and and honestly, I don't know the answer to that completely because that that is that is a tough one. Right. Because oh yeah, this was my my thing. F one fans, fashion enthusiasts, and experts. Right. In the uh, um, in there. the modeling job market. Yes. And the nexus of the intersection uh-huh. of all that is where the hot takes live. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, so cheerleaders, uh, you were saying that, um, well, I mean, besides cheerleading being like a crazy athletic event where there's competition, there's male cheerleaders as well. There's this, uh, uh, an entire systemized institution of competition for that, um, that occupation or that, you know, that pursuit, you know, um, right. versus, you know, versus grid girls. So, um, first let me say one thing because I, I saw a couple other examples being brought up in the same context as as the cheerleading argument was okay, brought up. Okay, sure. Um, like I saw, so I saw people a Tiff Nadell actually, which was super disappointing. See, and and that's one of the things is that we're being disappointed by a lot of people people in car culture right now. Because, yeah, because absolutely. of their shitty opinions on this. Absolutely. Yeah. But Tiff Nadell um, said something about. How I mean, he tried out all of the arguments, so it's kind of hard to just pick one dumb one. <laughs> but one of the dumb ones that he picked out was the idea that um, oh, we're not going to have we can't we won't be able to have fashion runway models anymore because they they also show too much skin. And and I think I think the the re the the fact that 
you know, some men are pointing to cheerleaders or fashion models or any of these, any, any other, you know, picket, uh, right. what, whatever other example that they were pointing at kind of gives away the game because the, they're, they're basically saying that the common, the only thing that matters about all of those things right. is that they enjoy looking at them. Right. That they're scantily clad. Or not even that, just that they are, they enjoy it. Right. And so, well, that must mean that it's bad and must be, you know, need, need to be taken away. Right. Right. And with fashion models, that is 100% not the point. Nobody right. cares if Tiff Nadell finds them attractive. That's great if he does. But he doesn't one need to make it anyone else's problem, right? And and two, it wasn't the the point of it. Right. The point of it was is, is to show off the the clothes of right. You know whatever designer, right? And all of a sudden now we're all fashion experts, right? And we all care about this stuff, yeah. Um. But yeah, that that's what that is. That's what that argument is really about. Now, back to the cheerleading thing, uh-huh. and I'm sure there's issues in the fashion and modeling world, but that's not really my lane. I have right. really no expertise or opinion on it. Sure. And same thing in cheerleading. Like, there are definite issues that we probably, that somebody yeah. who's closer to it needs to work through, I'm yeah. sure. I'm yeah. sure. Yes, yes. But again, the Be, because I, I think that that does fall on a sliding scale of object, objectification, yeah, right, not to the polar end that grid girls are, yeah, but it's there, it's all yeah. it's on the spectrum, yeah, and I, and again, the objectic, objectification and and sexuality and all that stuff is definitely part of all of the stew, yeah, yeah, that's around us, right? right? It's all it's what we're all swimming in, right? And it's part of everything. Of course, it is. But I think when it's the thing that when it's the only reason that you're uh, that you're doing something, then you need to figure out if that's an appropriate time and place to do that. Right. And I don't think a Formula One race is, especially since we're struggling to grow the sport. Right. And and all these other things. And the other the last point I want to make about this is that uh, is the the also false framing of it that. Uh, people who are upset are are giving of it, which is that somehow it's a choice being made um, by fans for grid girls or by feminists for grim gr- for grid girls. Right. When in reality, this was a business decision. Right. Made by a business. Right. Who have who have looked at the stew swimming around them. Right. And a large part of the stew swimming around them is. Um, me too. Uh huh. And also, um, times up. Time times up. But also, uh, you know, they ha- are being their their mandate. Their whole reason that they bought F one was to grow the sport. Grow the sport. Grow the sport. Yeah. Yeah. So how do how do we make it appealing to half the population? Right. Right. When as Alanis King said on on her Twitter feed when she was kind of when she was breaking down another fool was that. <laughs> that grid girl's presence is is basically interpreted as men belong in the driver's seat, right. women belong on the sidelines holding umbrellas. Right. right. Right? So F1 wants to change that. Right. And that's and I have I have a lot of other thoughts on this that I want to focus on in another episode. 
because I think there's another piece to it um, but that we'll get into later. But um, yeah, there's, there's obviously it's a complicated issue right. when you start talking about you know some some of the other roles that that attractive people fill especially on an F1 grid right um but this one in particular seems just so cut and dry and obvious and it's clearly a, the wrong thing right right um and it seemed like an easy it seems like an obvious thing right to to me i don't know you know i i i think that this kind of uh like i feel a lot of um reverberations in this argument that I felt uh, in November when 45 was elected, right? Mm. Because it wasn't so much that Hillary won the popular vote and Twimp didn't. It was the quantity of votes that he actually did get, right? right. And so, so, like, I understand that his message it, or lack thereof is always going to resonate with a certain quantity of individuals that live in the United States, right? Mm -hmm. But to see the quantity of people that that reverberated with enough to vote for him, yeah. that was the disappointing thing yeah. in, in, in the November election, right? Because yeah. we're never going to be able to completely stamp out racism, homophobia, xenophobia, all of that stuff, misogyny. We're never going to be able to get rid of it, right? Mm -hmm. we, we as humans are infallible and we're going to continue doing shitty stuff. We're fallible. Right. Fallible. Fa thank you. We're not infallible. Right. Um, uh, uh, but the quantity was the thing that really made my knees buckle. Right. And I feel like I feel this yeah. way, obviously less, less visceral about the, the grid girl stuff, but, um, because, because misogyny is the main issue with this, uh, and object objectification. But I mean, obviously that, that was just one of the fucking thousands of ingredients that was in the November election. Mm -hmm. But, um, but the fact that the quantity of individuals that are that have these fucking yeah. awful hot takes, the quantity of people that are upset about this is really disappointing to me when it comes to being a, you know, a proud member of the automotive enthusiast community, right? I completely agree. And, uh, you know, it's not like... Uh... I, I totally agree because I, I'm just putting a five dollar bill in the thing for yeah, the for because I do it too, yeah. there's going to be politics on the show. But I, I I was looking at some of the like online polls, that, yeah, like some of the F1 sites and Drive yeah. Tripad and some some other places, and it was it was insane. It was like eighty twenty, right? At best, the, for people that wanted them to stay or wanted them wanted them to stay. So eighty percent wanted them to stay. Yes. Fuck me. Yeah, and it was just. Come like on, the man. Come on, the number dude. of people actually saying so, and like, and the the other thing that was disappointing wasn't just Tiff Nadell being an idiot about right. it, which was really it really was that, that was hurt that was disappointing because yeah. he's he's a smart guy he's a smart guy and he's awesome but he's, he's a great driver apparently a bit of a knuckle dragger when it comes to this sort of stuff um but also a lot of the a lot of the other kind of Formula One celebrity types um acting like it was a complicated issue that they didn't want to wade into like right. actively avoiding yeah, talking about yeah, it yeah which is just as much of a cop-out and and not you know i this is and this is what we talk about this is what we mean when we talk about uh car culture needing uh some level of introspection yeah and you know what i said earlier about you know, there's all these elements in the stew that we all 
that we all swim around in. Right. And to some extent, I feel like we, uh, car culture has been insulated from having to look at that stuff because, and it's been like the self, this perpetuating thing. And a lot of cultures like this, um, where, because it wasn't very diverse, right. especially within little subcultures, right. there was no need to, or people felt there wasn't a need to. Right, and right. so that made them more insular. Right. And made yeah. it... It just became more and more of an echo chamber. Yeah, yeah. and and built fewer incentives yeah. to, to examine those You're exactly things. right, yeah. But it's when... And, th- and this is the, the thing that I always think about when I had... You know, I have uh, conservative friends that would that would say that um, the country got more racist when Obama was el- elected, and it was it wasn't that he was racist or anything like that, and it's not that um, that uh, uh, people with uh, who ascribe to feminism are are anti men when they point these things out in motorsport. It's that they're just going, "Hey, look at that part." Right. Look at that. You should we should probably talk about that. Right, right. And if you've never if you've had the luxury of never having to right. think about that stuff before, then it becomes uh then then it's difficult. Right. It's jarring. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it can be upsetting and like Alanis said, you know, you can get defensive. Right. And I think that's what we're seeing. Yeah. Um I just wish more people were a little bit more open to hearing about some of it. You right. Know? Right. But I I think what we're dealing with is like, remember the uh, the overwhelming majority of white men that voted for Roy Moore, right? Uh Like it was a staggering percentage, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I I mean, like, I I feel like that that's what the automotive community is, right? It's like, you know, like we we need more diversity in the automotive community to shake this shit up, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely part of it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, w- I was really, I was really disappointed in yeah. our hobby. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I was super bummed, which is <sighs> why I got angry and started uh, yeah. a- arguing with strangers on the internet, which is never productive. It's it's not, but you were doing good work. Yeah, you, and I always love it when you basically make someone on the internet say uncle because you did a couple times <laughs> when, <too>. when, <laughs> when they say, I couldn't care less, bye. Well, yeah. you actually took the time to write a whole bunch of shit and yeah. then respond and, and then, right. and then, nope, I'm going to control this discussion and go home, bye. Right. Yeah. That was my, yeah. yeah. So how, I about, had, how about you fucking stick around, buddy? So Let's there was one, through. there was one on drive trial uh-huh. where yeah. it was a, it, it was, was on, a, it was on this, uh, was it? Yeah. I, or was it? I can't remember where it was. Yeah. It was. It was on s- something. And but I said something, kind yeah. of just stating my view on it. Right. And then someone replied to me. Right. I wasn't replying to anyone else. I yeah. was just stating my opinion. And then they replied to me. And then I got them. I walked them to. Oh well, I don't really care that much about it. Right. Right. You know? So I was just, just taking taking each argument. Uh huh. Nope. 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 Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think I think you have a real knack for that. I think I think you have a real talent to for um when somebody is confronting you with some shittiness that you ha- like you have this really unique ability to kind of like put what they're telling you in like these little Tupperware bins and yeah. be like look this is the thing you just said right. right this is why this doesn't make any sense. Now let's look at this bin over here. I think know? what I'm good what I'm good at uh when it comes to arguing with people is I'm good at hurting 
Yeah, I'm good yeah. At, like hurting, you draw a fence. I'm, yeah, I'm good at uh-huh. like letting hurting them into them saying something. <laughs> right, what that, they're really getting at. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I am good at that. Yeah, you are. But yeah. um, it's probably not the best thing to be doing <laughs> with my time to be doing on the internet. <laughs> but it's fun sometimes. I I appreciate the work you've been doing because I think when you were when you were doing that stuff on the show, you were speaking with the true voice of the show. Okay. And you were you were representing us more than we've ever been represented on the internet. All right. In a well, more true voice. Well, good. Um Yeah. Yeah. I have seen how you argue on the internet, so I'm glad I was I was the one to doing that. Yeah, I'm not good at it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, Dave gets very emotional and angry. You uh-huh. can, you can very like, quickly. You know, do you remember the Kanye thing from like years and years uh-huh. ago where he yeah. was like, I just typed this so hard I broke my MacBook. <laughs> Uh huh. That's me, Dave. On the internet. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I basically just want to find the person, uh-huh. snap their phone in half, and then rub it into their face, <laughs> and be like, "You did this. You did this." Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I just picture you <laughs> with like, uh, like two fingers of whiskey, just like swirling it, and just going, "All right, the game is afoot." <laughs> Well, I mean, that's well, not not what happens. Well, I'm like Luther, the anger translator. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers need to cut that shit out. That's amazing. Yeah. I am not a Muslim. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, I, I, uh, I, I can't thank you enough for the work that you did because it's fantastic and it represents the show in the best light. So okay, all right. Well, if you I'm, I'm um if if you are listening to this and you are upset about the the grid girls decision, please um le- um don't let us know that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, if you think you have a compelling argument, I would love to hear it. Right. Because yeah. I have not, I have yet to hear one. Right. I've heard the all the ones I've heard are garbage. <laughs> They're hot, hot garbage. Um, and very easily disassembled. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 If you if you want to if you want to give me if you come at me with any sort of uh, job related thing, I want to see hard <laughs> wayback machine uh-huh. internet wayback machine yep. evidence of you giving a shit about this. Yeah at least three years ago right exactly you are like you are like the i'm gonna need to see receipts motherfucker <laughs> what's the what's the main guy in scooby-doo that wears the neckerchief and what's his name i don't remember but basically you just like these I- internet monsters come at you and you just pull their mask off and just go <laughs> misogynist <laughs> racist <laughs> oh you want to yeah. see hot chicks yeah okay, yeah, 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 yeah right okay, turns yeah. out it was just a a creepy fucker the whole time yeah right yeah. jinkies oh, we, we've seen you we know you yeah yeah we yeah you before yeah. yeah right anyway yeah that old man that wanted them to sell the movie theater <laughs> jinkies well, let me let me pull up Instagram because our buddy uh Anna sent me a message uh in response to um the conversation that you and I had on the show about um idealist versus pragmatic. Oh, yeah, so kind of getting back into a little bit of the wayback machine. Yeah. Um but um that was a few weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah. So he he put in a really interesting uh, reply. So he he lives in Scandinavia, uh, Sweden, from what I remember. And so here's here's what he said. Quick take. 
Uh, the show where you compare cars to politics, idealist versus pragmatic. Uh, couldn't a reason for why you, Ian, and Americans see it that way uh, be, is because neoliberalism is the dominating political force in terms of real world applications. And a lot of this gets beyond me. Therefore, anyone who leans either left or right from that cone, or, or from that will, anyone who leans left or right from that will come across as an idealist. Uh, it, it's much harder to envision something that isn't than something that is. Okay. So my first thing, my uh-huh. first thought about that is yeah. that I'm not a hundred percent on what neoliberalism means because especially in context of United States politics, right? because for the last few years now, it seems like if I don't like you, I call you a neoliberal neoliberal okay Okay. there doesn't seem to be a good i think i know what it's supposed to mean okay um but in u.s politics that term uh has been (laughs) pretty pretty uh abused okay um i i think i'm probably a neoliberal i guess but i i and i think i i probably misstated some of that because i i did think about that discussion afterwards okay okay yeah and i think i I was trying to hammer it into cars a little bit. Okay. But I was trying to talk more about like reactionary uh, politics versus versus more, uh, you know, focused on current day uh-huh. politics. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That, okay. yeah, that conversation was a mess. So yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, whatever. Well, he, he goes on to say uh, that he grew up in a social Democrat, social liberal society. And his gut reaction is that neoliberalism is very unpragmatic and idealist in of itself simplified uh i'd say my impression of neoliberals is that they are dreamers believing in an invisible hand that comes to sort everything out poverty free market will sort it out crime free market uh so this isn't me saying anything about ideology more than the idea of what is pragmatic is impossible to judge without bias Anyway, good show as always. His brother bought a, a Saab 9.5 with a broken clutch. And, um, oh, uh, he, he's in an industrial economy class in college. Uh-huh. They use Saab as an example of how not to run the company. Fantastic. That's and fantastic. also, this is the best part, and mm-hmm. I, I'm so thankful that you sent us this, Hannes. Um, he says he might be going on a tour of the Haldex factory, so let he wants you to let him know if you need some parts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you can just get a whole rear end for me, that'd be fantastic. Uh, how about two? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? Steel couple. No, but uh, so to the second point. Yeah. Um, so I, to me, pragmatism means that, and, and I think what neoliberalism means in that context, what he's trying to talk about is um, the idea of like, um, examining examining your situation and examining past outcomes and applying um, policies based on that. So I, I think uh, the other, what's the other? Uh, technocrat. Technocrat. Okay. So like technocratic, I think is what he's kind of describing. And, okay. And I think that gets lumped in with the neoliberalism label sometimes and it gets kind of a bum rap. Okay. I think, I I tend to lean probably more technocratic can, than, can you give me a rough idea of what that is I, I'm yeah sorry, technocratic I don't know. is technocratic is basically like you um you're 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 not really you're not necessarily driven by an ideology of like what 
government's relationship to its people should necessarily be. Okay. But and you're you're very focused on on process and policy and competence. So it's Gotcha. Okay. It's more about um you know all the sh- all the stuff that all the all the sausage making that you saw on the wire or right. whatever of of like well this is why we did x y and z back in the day but here's why it's not a good solution now okay so you can kind of it it kind of allow it's when it's done correctly when it's done right, right. it allows the idea is that it allows you to kind of pick and choose from good answers along the ideological spectrum okay um where it falls down the example that everyone uses would be like uh, uh obama and syria okay where there was just like he was just doing mechanical things and there was no like overriding principle to it okay um and so that's a famous example of the la- from the last few years okay um, okay and that that's a legit that's a legit criticism of it sure sure um and I, the left is very uh, down on that whole idea right now. Okay. In the U.S. especially. So. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Car show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I really appreciate your response on us. And, uh, and yes, please send. Uh, do you just want to PayPal or Venmo him a bunch of money now for Haldex parts? Probably. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the Haldex factory is like. That's got to be cool, right? Yeah, I don't know. Right? I don't yeah, know. I we want to hear about that. Broken and <laughs> <laughs> I always hear that like Haldexes are supposed to be super like bulletproof and super reliable. Uh huh. I have had two cars and Each two cars with a bunch Haldex of problems. failures. One one of which more than the other, but you know, right, right, whatever. whatever. Ian, let's move on. Okay. Um, but anyway, thank you, Hannes. I I love that uh, message. Uh, <laughs> uh, and a lot of it was beyond me. Um, let's see here. So, uh, Ian. Yes. Uh, I have garage updates. Yes, you do, which I am very excited to talk about. But first, I want to talk about another listener, uh, message that they sent to us. The email from Harley. Yes. Uh, so yeah, let me pull that up. Harley wants you, uh, so thank you for sending us this email, Harley. Um, Harley wants you to buy a BMW. Yeah. Harley wants me to get divorced. <laughs> I think is what the what is really going on here. So he he sent us uh Harley sent us this pretty boss looking yeah. 2003 540i wagon. Right. Um really it's really pretty cool, you know. Auto transmission. Yeah. Yeah. Um here here here's here here are the problems with this. Uh-huh. Uh that's not it, but um Right, this that's it has, not the, the, one has for the better sale. has yeah. the better like double five spoke. Yeah, this wheels. is like the the he sent us the one that's the M package version. Right, but yeah, but it's you an get M the package. Idea. Yeah, um, uh, it is it's not four wheel drive, right. which is a, an issue for us. Um, and also it's actually older than the car that I've tried to replace. And the whole idea here is that I'm supposed to be getting a reliable car. So I I obviously this is a fantastic car, and would, but it would be a horrible choice for you. It, it would be. There is no way you're ever going to. So basically what you have done is you made a bad first move with the Saab Turbo X, right? When yeah. you stake that flag in the sand, right? You can only go up in year 
right? Mm-hmm. Up in reliability. Yeah. Up in like accoutrements, yeah. right? Yeah. Stuff like that. Up in features. What you should have done was put your pregnant wife four years ago on a unicycle from 1963 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and just shoved her down spear. Right. And right. It's only going to get better from right? there. Because then a smart, uh, like a high abuse swap smart card is now a viable candidate. Yeah. No, right? that's true. It's all about perspective, Ian. On the plus side, there's really not much place to go for as far as reliability is concerned other than up. <laughs> Unless I get a Range Rover Classic that's about, or like an old Jag, that's about all I could do to make it worse. Would you, would you, what do you think? I mean, so your Saab is a 2008, right? Uh-huh. A, a BMW V8 that's five years older. No, no, that's a terrible idea. Because do you think that's more or less reliable than your Saab? It's probably... It's probably running more often, but when it breaks, yeah, yeah, it'll be catastrophic. I think you're right. At least mine, the you know, with with our thing, it's it's mostly piddly shit. Right. It's just constant right. piddly shit. Right. Right. Constant. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> like, what's <laughs> the most recent thing? What's the most recent thing? I mean, so it was the fuel pump, okay. the fuel pump, yeah. but that was just a couple of weeks ago. So, okay. So we just did that. Well, so I, I want to, I want to talk to you about this, but because you let me borrow your car, right? I did, which I am anxious. To, this is all I've wanted to talk about know, all night. I know. I've been basically holding you hostage, <sighs> but okay. So when I talked to your wife about the sob, uh-huh. I, I said, um, you know, she said uh, something, something. Oh, I I need to get gas, right? Um, because so let me, let me set the table. So I was out of town yeah. for work. Yeah. And Dave, you needed to borrow my car, which we're I, gonna get into in a second. Yeah. So be, before you still tell this story, uh huh. Today we uh-huh. were in the car, uh huh, and we got in to to go run errands, uh huh. When the sob, uh huh. We get in and and uh, I said something about. Oh, I was like trying to get the seat in the right position or something. Uh-huh. And she goes, yeah, but you got gas, right? You got, we, look at all that gas you got. And I was like, oh, wow, you filled it. And uh-huh. she was like, and Dave yelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yell at her. I, so what I wanted to know, knowing you, uh-huh. I said, so um, well, your, your wife, Jenny said um, something along the lines of, oh, I need to get gas. And Ian told me, ne- you know, that it shouldn't, I shouldn't run it, you know, low, but. You know, but, you know, such as she forgot or something like that. Right. Uh And I said, like, I was like, oh, let's, let's get into how this sausage is made. (laughs) Right. Let's dissect this relationship dynamic. (laughs) All right. And I I got like my, like, uh, high school biology, like rubber lined, uh, like tray out and put the frog of your relationship on it and was Uh like, let's get to town. Where's the cloaca? Oh, Uh, (laughs) I said, I said, um, I said, (laughs) where's the cloaca is the episode title. (laughs) Um, I said, did Ian tell you why you shouldn't run the gas so low? And because I want to know your justification, the thing that you told her, Mm -hmm. right? Do you remember what you told her as to why she shouldn't run the gas so low? Yeah, because I, because I repeat this constantly. Okay. Why is that? What's, what's your justification for it? Her, her whole thing is Uh that car is unreliable. Okay. So my thing is, you're driving yourself and our child around in a car that you think you will at some point be stranded in. Right. 
you should probably have enough gas to keep you guys warm. Right. Right. At the very least. Yep. Yep. At the very least. Right. Yeah. So that that's why and, I tell her until re- rescue squad shows up. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. That's a good reason. I I told her. I mm-hmm. said the fuel pump sits inside gas, mm-hmm. and when there's no gas, the fuel pump gets hot because the gas is what keeps the fuel pump cool. Yep. And so the it's it's if you keep it running it when it's low, your fuel pump will die. Yes. Yeah. But here's the thing with that is that. Like mechanical explanations just don't land with her. Mechanical explanations from you because what happened when you came home? You had gas in the sub. I had gas in the sub, but I am also guessing that she was just out of gas. She was probably just legit out of gas. I don't know, but whatever. Anyway, I don't it, know, but you're, I mean, obviously you're, you're right. That's right. a, that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but my main concern is no, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Her and your son staying alive. Yeah. Ah, 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 ah. Staying alive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did you ever hear that thing about uh, doing CPR on somebody uh, that mm-hmm. you should do it? Uh, staying alive. Yeah. Yeah. The, to 90 like, beats per minute. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the perfect frequency to give somebody CPR. Isn't that fantastic? And <laughs> yeah, the song is staying alive. It's not <laughs> like Piano Man. <laughs> piano Man. That would be right? terrible. Or We Didn't Start the Fire. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China Day. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do to this person? Are we going to talk about <laughs> you borrowing my car? What happened to your car? First of all. <laughs> so, Ian. Do we need this up? No, we don't. All right. I'm going to point more at this. Yeah, exactly. And I can't control it with the mouse on my laptop. So, Ian. Yes. We're going to talk about my infinity real quick first. All right. Please do. Okay. So, my old man infinity got a leaky bladder. It sprung a leak. Yeah. What was it? Power steering fluid. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I had a power steering hose leak. And, (sighs) okay. So, I first noticed it spotting on my girlfriend's driveway. Mm -hmm. As you can imagine, the driveway of a Lexus owner is fucking clean <laughs> until this idiot yeah. shows up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, fuck, like, I'm the guy that's leaking on your driveway, right? Mm-hmm. That That is upsetting to me, right? Um, I mean, like, it's my my driveway. There's a sob parked in it. It's leaking right now, right? right? You there's can't go Exxon wor- Valdez out there. Yeah, you can't get worse than that, yeah. right? But her driveway, perfect. Anyway, thankfully, power steering fluid does seep into concrete really quick, and it's gone now. Oh, that's right? good. Yeah, and I she threw some degreaser on it. <laughs> I love you, honey. Um, so anyway, her driveway's clean now, but uh, power steering leak, and um, and I I got underneath the car, started, I pulled the plastic shield off the bottom, and I could see that it was leaking bad enough that it was blowing in the fan and and getting pushed back. Mm into the car, you know, into other areas. Because at first, I thought it was so bad that I thought I had actually cracked my oil pan. Yeah. Right? A, a fair amount of oil had come <clears throat> out, right? And I checked my oil, and it, the level was good. And so then I, I glanced over at my power steering reservoir, and it was empty. Yeah. You know, I, there's like just a tiny... It wasn't at the point where it was groaning or anything like that. Um, you know, but it was obviously... That was what, what was leaking. So I got, I got underneath it, started pulling it apart, um, saw that like power steering fluid had basis, basically been blowing back. And one of the things that it was kind of getting 
caught on was the oil pan and it was traversing along the side where the drain plug is. Yeah. And so I thought like maybe I'd crack the pan over tightening the lug nut again because right. I've actually done that before in the Saab and that's yeah. the whole thing. And so uh, once I figured that it was power steering fluid and uh, I, I just, I took it to the mechanic, right? Yeah. And so unfortunately my mechanic, uh, it took them a while to get the part and I needed to drive. And so they kind of put me in a bad spot, which necessitated me borrowing your car and i i appreciate that very much um you borrowing my car uh my first question for you uh-huh. is well it, uh, it, it all said and done right i got i got my car back right i had him do a bunch of other shit while they were in there because it's about to hit one hundred twenty thousand miles so i had him do um trans fluid um uh, they did a cooling system pressure check, oh, um, you know, and, and spark plugs, uh, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, the, the spark plug interval for the Infinity, guess guess what the spark plug interval is? 100,000 miles. Close, but no. 105,000 miles. <laughs> Why the fuck would you make it 105,000 miles, right? That's weird. Some engineer was like, nope, 106, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's strange. Right? Yeah. It's weird. So, um, anyway, like, plus, I don't like having spark plugs that go maybe, that long. Yeah, maybe, maybe they were trying, just trying to space big maintenances out. So I don't, you, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that's I, weird. Right? Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, so, um, so I, I had them do that, and the main reason I had them do spark plugs is because the last two, mm-hmm. like, cylinders four and eight. They, they're just hard to get to. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I don't have enough wobble sockets to get to it. Yeah. Yeah, or the patience, yeah. so. I mean, that's how that's how the rear bank of the Saab right? is, too. You right? You can't get to any of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I had them do that, and, you know, it was a little bit harder pill to swallow financially than I wanted it to be, but it's all said and done. It's tight and dry and running well. Nice. Running really well right Good. now. Um, Did and, you meet, notice a big difference with the transmission flush? Uh, no, because I had had it done. I think they they did it uh, before I bought the car. Oh, okay. It, and Infinity did a, uh, Mike Ward down in Littleton did a pre-sales inspection for me mm-hmm. where they, they pulled the fluid uh, from both the transmission and the rear diff to just check it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so, so that was good. The funny thing is that the mechanic did, what the mechanic did is they, uh, the guy was just kind of running through stuff. So, uh, transmission, uh, flush and, uh, you know, fill and, uh, front and rear differential. And, and I, I was like, I was like front and rear differential. And he goes, yeah, uh, you know, on these cars, you, you need to change the fluid in the front and rear differential. It's that thing where, you know, they're talking to you and they don't know that you know everything about the fucking car. Right. right? And they're just reading a checklist. So. Right. Exactly. And I was like, well, uh, if you want to do the front differential, that's perfectly fine. Uh, and if you can find it, you're more than happy to uh, <laughs> run the fluid in it. And he was, uh, uh, change the fluid in it. And he was like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's rear wheel drive. Like, there, there is an all wheel drive model, but this is rear wheel drive. There is no front differential. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Do you know what's differential? Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you can find it, you can change it, Anthony. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, um, but uh, the mechanic gave me some good feedback about the car. He was like, you know, I like, I really like this. This is a really interesting car. And so it was nice to kind of finally get that like mechanic. Yeah. Say, like 
I because I've taken this kind of car around and like you'd think you'd want somebody to kind of like notice it or say something about it. Right. Because there's not a lot of these running around, you know, and like this is a different version than what you normally see. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And obviously I take good care of it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um yeah. So anyway, um it's uh it's running well. Uh, the invisible front differential has been uh, flushed. And uh, yeah, so, um, but I, my big question for you is, did you find the thing I fixed in your car? No, but Nico said something to me about it too. He was like, did Mr. Dave fix something for you? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but also I haven't been in it very much. So I did fix something and I'm not going to tell you what it is. Come on, really? Nope. No. Is it something that I would, would have noticed it was broken? Yeah. Is it on the interior of my car? I'm not going to tell you. Come on. Are you serious? Listeners, should I tell them? Because I, I was going through the things I know to be broken on my car. Okay. All right. Um, And I don't think it was any of them. Okay. It was a very cheap fix. I'll give you that. I happen to have the, necessi- uh, the necessary supplies on hand. Hmm. A fix? Yeah. It was a, for something leg- that was broken? Yeah. A fix. Hmm. Yeah. Here, here are my known problems with the car. Okay. I know that my unlock button does not work on my key fob. Thanks for telling me. That does not work. Yeah. S- s- Time to go snowboarding again and fall in the fob. Right. I know because yeah. that's how it fi- got fixed last time. That's how it got fixed last yeah. time. I don't know why it doesn't work. <laughs> I have no idea. I, changed, I just changed the battery. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the, the backlighting for my stereo um, goes out. Um when you go over bumps sometimes <laughs> and that is 100% my fault uh-huh because i did the wiring and it connects to my headlight switch and so you wiggle the headlight switch to fix it the problem is and i know it'd be <laughs> it would take me 10 minutes to fix it it really would but i only am thinking about it when i'm driving my car at right, night right and i'm not going to like do it at night when i get home on the street right uh so it just doesn't get done I, I will say the crux of automotive ownership uh-huh. is persistence for issues exactly like that, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to consistently stay on top of small issues like that. that yeah. are It is simple. It would only take 10 minutes, but you have to do it. Yeah. It, owning an older car, there is a huge difference between doing that kind of stuff and not doing that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I and do respect, most of those sorts of stuff. Respect for anybody who does it all. I don't do it all. Yeah. Um, and there's like a little thing in the, the little coin tray in the back that the little plastic thing that holds it up okay. broke off a while back. Yeah, I didn't fix that. I know. Um, I did I did vacuum up a fuck ton of fruit snacks off, the, off of the, uh, out of the car. That happened literally like, so we got back. We went, it was when I took then I took Nico skiing for the first time. Okay. And he was, oh my God, like he got dead, wiped out, huh? Dead on his feet. <laughs> t- like I've never seen a three year old fall asleep standing up until then. He literally <laughs> fell asleep. Was he just standing napping up. as he was pizzaing down the slope? Oh my God. He was so tired. It was okay. amazing. Nice. Um, nice. But so we got, I got him out of the car and he like, and like just uh-huh. fruit snacks as I was unpacking the car right right and then i left for the airport the next day right right so i just didn't have time to clean them up yeah, yeah. um so that well, happened guess that, who those, did motherfucker and i really do appreciate no, you no cleaning the interior no, of my car because it was horrendous i i i actually like 
not not like our buddy GTP Johnny does. Like, I mean, he does amazing work. Right. He's like, a detailer. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and a good one. I, I just enjoy like vacuuming and, and trying to clean up a car. Yeah. Come, come on over whenever you like. <laughs> um, it's, it's kind of therapeutic. It feels good. Yeah. But let me tell you my state of mind right now. Okay. I am. So I recently had a bunch of home repairs done. You know yeah, this, right? I do. I and do. I had a contractor come over and uh-huh. he had to inspect um, some of the house. And he, in the course of doing so, happened to see uh, a thing that I did to, in an attempt, in a feeble attempt to improve my home. And he yelled at me for my shoddy workmanship. You fucked this up, man. When when you have a contractor owner over, you never claim ownership for work that's done. Yeah, I know. They uh, don't well, know. Now, they don't know. Now, now I know. I know. I know. I know now that the correct answer is that former that former owner was a moron. Son, I am disappointed. But okay. So but the the feeling that I had when I started getting yelled at, uh-huh. that's what I feel like in anticipation of you telling me what it was like to drive my car around. I feel like you're going to be incredibly disappointed in me for how terrible my car is. I I so we are going to talk about it in our next episode. Come on. But, but we're we're at an hour 10 already. Oh. Okay? But I will tell you I'm not disappointed. Oh, okay. In in your car. Okay. Okay? Did you enjoy it? I'm not telling you anything else. God, can I'm you not... tell me what you fixed? <laughs> no. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Oh. You're going to have to wait until next episode, buddy. <sighs> you will. God damn. Yeah, Ian, I have an FMK cars for you. Okay. Yesterday it snowed. Uh huh. Did you play in the snow? No. Why not? I did. I I didn't have time. Oh, I didn't get to. My girlfriend and I took a lovely walk. It was fantastic. The snow was wonderful. Yeah, I took Nico for walks, but that was it. Ian. Yeah. In this FMK cars, you live in Finland. Okay. It snows all the time. Awesome. These are the cars you have to drive everywhere. Oh. Okay. First up, Ian, uh-huh. a Nissan pickup truck. Okay. Let's give you a 1998. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, 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 88. 88. Okay. All right. That was my first car. So you can probably hack into all my accounts if you know my passwords. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see here. Yep, this is this is like it right here. All right. Yep, view image. Zoom and enhance, right? I'll give you just the standard cab. You don't need the king cab, all right? It's like a picture of like the a Yeti walking through the <laughs> right, right. But I with- spotted the rare elusive <laughs> Nissan pickup, the Nissan hard body. Yeah. Um. So in this one, what I'm going to do is just a little two wheel drive pick 'em up truck like I had, right? Yeah. All vinyl interior, bench seat. All right. I like it. Uh, four speed transmission. But what I'm giving you, Ian, is we're gonna red tw- red top swap that mammer jammer mm. with a Sylvia two liter engine. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Imagine the snow drifts you could pull. Yeah. And th- I actually did this one time when I had the pickup truck. I and was, I'm allowed snow tires and everything. You're yeah. You're allowed okay. anything All you right. want. All but right. if you, I mean, if you want to drift, put some space saver spares on the back and go for it. Yeah. But one one time I was caught when I was going to college. Uh. I, a massive snowstorm hit while I was at school uh-huh. and um, I had to drive like I drove 40 minutes to get home. What I did is I took all this and I didn't have the weights in the back of my truck. I took all the snow off of the car and the cars around me and piled that <laughs> into the bed of the truck yeah. for extra weight. Yeah. Right. So if you want to get somewhere, you can do that. Smart. Okay. Okay. Up next, right? 
this is this is all just berserker cars for snow drifting. Okay? okay. All right. Let's see here. Up next, I'm gonna give you a Busa swapped smart car. Yes. Sweet. Uh hi yo. Yeah. We all know what a smart car looks like. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. So, all right. That's a donut machine. All right. Yeah. And tiny wheelbase. Yeah. And then lastly, I will give you I and I just I saw this and I couldn't I could not stop thinking about how great you would look just slowly drifting through the snow in this car. <laughs> Aston Martin. Uh-huh. Vantage. Uh-huh. V8. Okay. V Vantage. I like it. Okay. All right. All right. Um I think that's as easy. Okay. I'm going to crush the smart car with the Hayabusa. Really? I think on dry pavement, that would be a blast. In the snow, that would just be unworkable. Okay. I All will right. marry the V8 Vantage, okay. and I will, for a day, drive the Nissan and do drift truck drifts everywhere. Nice, buddy. Nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. Ian. What would you do there? I would I would definitely marry the Nissan, right? Yeah. The turbo swap Nissan. That'd be fantastic. That would be fun. Right? And then for a day, the Aston. Oh, no. That's the right way to do it. You're Is right. It? Okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Let's do that. Uh, then, uh, yeah, marry the, er, F the Aston. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then that means I, unfortunately I'd have to kill the Busa. Ian, we need to wrap up the show. Let's do it. People have been blathering on. People have been listening to (laughs) us blather along for far too long. I agree. Ian. Yeah. We have an announcement to make. Oh, we do. We do. Because Ian, we have done something on the internet. We have. Aside from yellow people. If you like us or you hate watch us, Mm -hmm. target demographic. Yeah. Whatever. You... If you hate us, even better. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I have a thought for you that. You can buy something on our Team Clear Coat web store. That's true. We we need to get Sean Hannity to get offended by us. Yeah. And people could buy these and smash them. There you go, right? That's what we need to do. Yes, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Are you listening, Hannity? Probably not. You potato head <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Ian. Yeah. All right. So people can go on our Twitter page and probably our website and find a link to our store. Yes. Right. And on our Facebook page yes. and all the other places. Awesome. Yes. Uh, do that. Do that. And so uh, that's that's what you should do. Write and review us and uh, write, rate and review us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Do that. Do the YouTube things. Yep. And um, teamcoolercoat.com for everything that's, else. That's right. Ian. Yes. Cliffhanger, buddy. I know. It's killing me. I love you, man. Love you too. All right. Goodbye. Bye.